Good Thursday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Thursday Night Throwdown. Presented by the Sideline Junkies. Can be heard on Anchor FM, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes Podcast, uh, Google Podcast, Google, uh, 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 what's the other one? It's, we can be heard everywhere. We got 19 stations. Uh, well, I'm sorry, 22. <laughs> and, you know, we also got Don's favorite uh, pod, uh, pod tail, because, he, uh, you know, he's always worried about that pod tail. So we got that. Joining me tonight is Lady C, the Swamp Queen, and also we also have joining the Midnight Rider. Uh, yeah. So that means we're gonna change up format format a little bit because uh, we got a little something going on. So first and foremost, like we start off every show, how's everybody feeling? We're doing good. Good, good. Uh, okay. ben, next three days, I'm good. Yes, lucky you. Uh, some of us got to get up early in the morning, so um, I mean, Ben, I got to get up. I mean, like, <laughs> I got a kid, I got to get him off to school. <laughs> Tis true. So, Midnight Rider, I'm gonna give you the floor for first segment MLB playoffs. You are the expert. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about Aaron Judge, but we're going to leave that out. MLB playoffs, take it away. We can do whatever, for real. Um, baseball playoffs starts a unique, a unique format this year where they're having the full wild cards. Um, so it's four wild card teams. I'm sorry, three wild card teams and the lowest division team playing a three-game series. All three games are at the higher seeds house. So Toronto... Seattle's at Toronto and Cleveland's at Tampa. I'm sorry, Tampa Bay is at Cleveland for the American League. And on the National League side, it's the Phillies at St. Louis and the Padres at the Mets. So that's how they're starting it. And then they all, once that three-game series gets set, then you go to the NLDS where you have the Dodgers, the Braves, the Yankees, and who am I missing? The West team. Um Ah, I just drew a blank. Uh, whoever the West West team is um, that won the division, that's the the fourth. Um, so the way they're set up, of course, with baseball is three, five, seven. First round is three games. Second round five. The third is seven games, and then you get to the World Series, which is also seven games. The key this year, I think, is going to be the first three games and how teams come out of that. And what I mean is. Normally in the playoffs, you try to line it up so you have your best three pitches going in the first first few games of the series of a series. And with this wild card, that's going to kind of throw it out, throw a wrench in that plan a little bit because teams like to bring a guy back to pitch and relief sometimes to help win a series. And right now, um, with this new three five seven format, I think that's going to change and make teams. You might have to be very deep in pitching. So I like teams like Cleveland. Uh, I like Houston. Actually, that's who I have in the ALCS, Cleveland and Houston. That's the West team I couldn't think about. Um, on the National League side, I have St. Louis, and I have not the Mets. Who's down there with them? I'm drawing a blank this morning. I mean, this evening. Uh, let me pull it up real quick because I got I got it here on my screen. Um, but beyond that, I think I have Houston, Houston in the World Series and the Dodgers. There we go. Houston and the Dodgers in the World Series. The, hey, man, I know you looking got that face because you're a Yankees guy. Um, if Severino was more consistent, I would give you I would give you that. But you got Gary Cole. You traded your best fourth pitcher, Jordan Montgomery, to St. Louis, who's having a renaissance in St. Louis. Um, come on, talk to me. The simple fact that you don't have – my Yankees in the World Series. As long as there's pinstripes, the Yankees own the World Series. Number one. Oh. Number two, they have been favored since the first half of the season to be World Series bound. Now, my thing is, being a Yankee fan, since I started watching baseball right before the strike in 94, and being a Yankee fan since then, 
watching this team consistently win. You don't just go to the World Series just to get there and say, oh, hum, we're there. We go there, kick the door down, take what we want, win, and then go home with another an, another trophy. So, you know, we're not coming there just to say, hey, we made it. Nah, that's not the end goal. The end result is hanging another banner. We will hang another banner after this is all said and done. Uh, so then you definitely don't like my, um, my bracket because I think I have Cleveland winning the first round series. And then Cleveland knocking the Yankees out because I think that young team is just gonna get hot and they're gonna run think, right through y'all. You think the Guardians can do something with us? The Guardians? Yeah. And see, you know what? Anybody that knows me that watches us is gonna also say that used to be my um baseball team before the Nationals came around. But yeah, yeah, I have the Guardians beating you in six, and then they go on and lose in seven. To Houston. Speaking of the national, you know that's my World Series dream matchup, right? Yeah, I know. We talked about national that I think, last year on the on the show. Mm-hmm. Dream matchup. I would I would love to have that because two East Coast teams, and I think I would love to be in a situation financially where I got so much disposable money that I got tickets to every game. So I'm traveling between Washington and New York to hit every World Series game. And I would love that to be my World Series, you know, my first World Series game. So so I think what I did, what was that? The year they went to the World Series, I just had a bet. Like, I just, everybody kept saying the Nats aren't going to win. I was like, once they beat Milwaukee in the wild card, I bet every series that they were going to win. I took them for the win. Uh, Made a nice little, little change off of that. And then when the World Series came, I mean, my confidence never wavered. Even when they were down 3-2 and we had to go back to Houston, wasn't worried about it. I just knew. It was one of those things I just you could just feel. Um, and, and it was just like in the air. It was in the atmosphere that they were going to take it. Lady C? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not a big baseball person. Okay. Just, just don't um, root for Yankees and you're good. Root like, for the Yankees, and you won't have no heartbreak. When's last? When's your last chip? Like back in high school, I used to I used to watch the Braves. I was a big Chipper Jones fan, um, and then like it, it just kind of fell off from there. A Rod, yeah, just kind of really fell off from there. So, like you're you're speaking Greek at this point. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've not watched a baseball game since my kid played t-ball. Okay. Yeah. Like about five years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just enjoying this, though. Go go ahead. Continue. So, we can put her down and make her a de facto Yankee fan. Thank you. We just added another one. Mm-mm, Welcome no, to the Wedding Squad. If anything, she's going to the Braves again. Before Welcome I choose anything, squad. you know I'm going to do my homework. So, uh, I did it for yeah. you. Don't worry about it. No, no. Negative. I did the research. I did it for you. Negative goes right. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I got to weigh my options. This girl got options. Okay, options. But yeah, I think the good thing for Major League Baseball is this. I think these series start tomorrow night, so it's Thursday. I'm sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I've been trying to give up a week. I mean, a day of the week, all week this week. Um, but yeah, thir- Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I think they have them staggered schedules as well. Starting at 12, going until 7. Uh, they may even have a cross where, you know, some game will end and the other one will be beginning like at 2.30, 3 o'clock. So it's a, it's a nice, fun thing if you're a baseball fan. You don't want to um, move from in front of your TV. So I know tomorrow at work probably be less productive than normal because I'm going to have my MLB TV on. And if I can't get it there, um, I'm going to have it on Stream East. Um, thanks to um, B on that one. That's been the pull of the year, if I can say so. Like, I watch for the mascots. I like the Phillies, the mascots. <laughs> See, when, when, when it comes to mascots and sports, it, it goes the Phoenix Suns gorilla, Benny the Bull. Of course, Benny the Bull is my favorite. Um, G-Wiz, then the Philly fanatic. Well, you know, he doesn't even make the most money 
Denny the Bull. No, he doesn't. No, he don't. Yeah, like I think the, he's like number four. Yeah, I think the Denver, um, whatever that Denver yeah, thing is. Rocky. Yeah, Rocky. Rocky he he's, yeah, he like he makes like six hundred and twenty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. So what's that? Forty-one nights. Maybe he does some charity events. And if they got the All Star game, you know he does the All Star game, and then that that whole weekend and that whole week. Right. But remember the mascots. All the mascots used to come and do the All Star games. Right. Especially, especially the Phoenix Suns gorilla. That's crazy. And you know who would who like if they paid like college. Like the mas- mascot that I really like to see is uh, the BYU uh, Cougars. I really like their mascot. He dances really well. Uh, they're going to lose this weekend, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the game is shit, but the, bas- the mascot is on. Board. No, I'm just messing around because um, BYU plays Notre Dame this week. So that that yeah, becomes like a nice said, little robbery. Between me and my boy, he's a BYU fan. I still don't understand it. DC born, Southeast bred, but he said he stayed up late at night and watched uh, West Coast football on like Channel Fifty Four, and he mm. was a BYU fan. So he was there for the days of what Robbie Bosco and all those guys. So that's dedication, huh? That's dedication. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But he always liked the passing game. He said the other teams didn't pass enough. So, you know, you know, I still hold the grudge against BYU, right? Okay. Ty Detmer, nineteen ninety, wins the Heisman Trophy over Rocket Ishmael. Biggest right. train robbery of my lifetime. I, I still have not gotten over it. That's second. What's first? Uh, 1993, when Florida State wins the national championship after losing at Notre Dame. And then both finished with the same record, but somehow, because they had to get Bobby Bowden his title, they won a national championship, not Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And somehow, some way, but was it 93? Was it not? I forget who. Was it, it had to be 93. I think it was the Sugar Bowl, Alabama. Man, I don't know what. What it was, I mean, we didn't got off on college football, but I don't know what it was, but that game was just so interesting to me in that Sugar Bowl. And I was like, is this what bowl season is? That was my first real time watching every bowl game from, the, you know, we had winter break. I went to break used to be damn near three weeks. And then we had a snowstorm. So we were out for a while and I watched every bowl game that came on. I don't think I've ever been more in love with football than then. Every time you say that, that makes me, it makes me rethink my address. Like, eh. we don't get those no more. Global warming. <laughs> we had one. We had a decent one last year, like right around um, New Year's. That was the day after yeah, New Year's. Yeah. When they tied it up was the okay. City. It, it wasn't good enough for me, but it was okay. You know. Yeah, no, uh, we, we get flushing bullshit down here. Like, I, I'll take that. I need Blizzard of 96. I needed the snow, an ice storm, then another snowstorm on top of that right behind it. Shut no, the city down for two weeks. I love I'm it. On that. But I still got I still got paid. I was out shoveling the snow and breaking up ice and everything. I'd definitely be crying on day two. Man, it was so good. We was in the parking lot. Cars couldn't move, so we was in the parking lot playing tackle football because it was a whole pad in the snow. So we was playing tackle football in the parking lot. We had a hundred yard field for real. Nope, loved it. We're good. We're good. We're good. So all right, next topic. So let's keep this rolling. Uh, question for the whole panel: With what has happened with uh Tua Tungavailoa against Buffalo, he had the back injury, quote-unquote. Um, then he got knocked loopy the following game against the Bengals, wound up going to the hospital. He's out for this week's game. Uh, as bad as that hit really wasn't, but as bad as the damage was, anytime you see a man laying down and, you know, that's the equivalent of when you uh, – what was the player name? He went – he oh, my God, he played for the Lions. 
Really, really good running back. No, no, no. It was a play. He played for the Lions. He was a running back a couple years about. I said about ten years ago. Come on, Javid Best, probably. Javid Best. He took that hit, and you know he was laying there, fist in the air, and he was never the same after that. I think his career maybe lasted three years, so he doesn't get a pension. But his problem was he had he had concussion issues at um, California, so he mm-hmm. was bringing he was bringing a history of concussions. With him, but that hit, that last hit he took at Cal, that knocked him off the rest of the season, was the worst one of them all. Like his whole body stiffened up. Yeah. He scored, hung on to the ball. But my question is: Is Tua's playing career over with these two back-to-back concussions? And we've seen what concussions can do, short-term and long-term. We've seen concussions in careers. We've seen. Repeated concussions turn into CTE and eventual death. You know, if 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 it's not by suicide, it's basically you know a player, a former player is fifty, sixty years old with the brain of a ninety-five-year-old Alzheimer's patient. You know, so is Tua's career over? Is the question. Start with Lady C, and we'll finish up with the Midnight Rider. Um, so I, I've been following Tua. I've been following this young man since he was uh Alabama, since he, you know, first stepped into Bama. Uh roll tie, by the way. Um but no, no, no. We'll we'll talk about that later. But I should cut her mic off, but I'm gonna go ahead and chew. No, nah, you don't wanna do that. You don't wanna do that. Nah, I got backup over there. Don't worry about that. But is it over with? No. Like Tua came came to, you know, the NFL with injuries. Like his his season ended in Alabama because of a torn ACL, I believe. Um, but you know, as as a quarterback, that's the that's the risk that you take. You know, um, even as a lineman, you know, you 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 take that risk. So yeah, hip injury. Um, but I don't think his career is over because like we we saw, you know, the rigor. Uh I didn't watch the game, but I watched the, the clips. You know, we we saw the, the rigor that you know his body went into um with that with this second one. So pretty sure he's had other concussions, mild maybe. Um shit, every player. The whole damn fifty-three roster didn't had, you know, they they didn't got hit and they didn't they didn't had some form of a concussion, um, you know, and it I can't say it's over with. I hope it's not over with, um, because this young man has a great stride ahead of him. He's still he's he's got some legs on him. He's still he's still got got some little legs in the game left in the road. Um, so no, I don't think it's over with. But I'm scared. I'm I'm scared for him. Um, because sometimes you know one hit can can end it all. You know you get out there, shit. Even at practice, hell, one hit can end it. Um, but this is this is multiple. We're looking at multiple. You know at least two. Uh, that we know. You know two hardcore documented hits that you know textbook hits that he's had to shake off. Um, I don't see him playing within the next, I think, you know, he may come back uh, probably about week eight. I, I would I would say week eight, week nine, maybe. Um, but next season, I guarantee they gonna have some damn airbags in in his in his fucking helmet. Like they they gonna make some changes to this, put some extra styrofoam, wrap them up in some pillows, something. Get some extra bubble wrap in that bitch, something. Um, but no, I I don't think it's over with. Praying that it's not over with. Praying for his uh, longevity in this in this uh, in his career. Um, ben, what you got, Ben? Um. Well, I think first and foremost, the hits he took 
they weren't really big hits. It was the fact that he had the whiplash effect from his head snapping back and hitting the ground. So that, I think, made it even more troubling because you saw a delayed reaction from when he hit, and then the second one was just, like, automatic, and you saw him seize up. In terms of his career, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to stay where they are going to make a way or they're going to find a way to kind of hold off on him for a couple of weeks and then bring him back later on, say, bring him back, like you said, week nine, week 10. So that way it kind of the dust to settle. Uh, the world has kind of gotten a chance to have some other things in mind. Uh, maybe something happens in Washington with this Dan Snyder stuff, you know, something maybe that happens to kind of push him to the back burner. And then they try to sneak him in there and get him to play again. But I know he's definitely playing. I'm not saying I know, but he's going to play again this year. And he's definitely going to play next year. The kid's going to be managing it. And I know the sad thing about it is the next one will be the career ender. So we have to be very careful on that. But whenever that, if that next one happens, that's the one that at this point, I mean, I think we've seen too many and too much in a short period of time. So that's going to be the one that dictates his career from here on out. So just to recap, I just, I think he's going to play again this year. Later on, I wouldn't mind seeing the Dolphins so they don't have to keep answering these questions. Put them on our – you get four weeks off of that. So that way you got free, a free four weeks. Um, and then after that, you can activate them. I think you get 10 or 15 days before you have to play them. So that just buys you time. So the, Mike McDaniels isn't answering this question every week. Is Tua going to play? Is Tua going to play? Let's take that out of his press conference. Let's take it out of his hands and give this guy a chance to actually coach his team without that distraction. And the worst-case scenario, he's just giving you updates on Tua's condition, but you're not worrying about him having to play. KG? Well, I'm going to say this. Uh, now, granted, Mike McDaniel's the head coach, and I don't think he – let me rephrase that. He's the head coach. Of course, he's going to have to answer all these questions. He's always going to have to answer this question because that's going to be top priority every chance. Um, I would rather him focus on steering his team and, you know, him and Bridgewater keeping his team rolling because the Dolphins are rolling. Um, I don't want this to be the end of Tua's career. I'm, I'm, I'm like Lady C. I'm like everybody. I don't want this to be the end of his career. Uh he had that knock on so long about being fragile and this, that, and the other. And then this happens. And we've, like I said before, we've seen what concussions do. Concussions ended Steve Young's career. And that, that Steve Young's last concussion was actually an accident. He was already on the ground and somebody slid into him and hit him, you know, and need him in the forehead. That last one was, was, was accident. Um, Troy, Troy Aikman, Troy Aikman, and him being ended by Lavar Arrington. Even as a, a Redskins fan at the time, I didn't want to see Troy Aikman go out like that. Just like I didn't want to see Michael Irvin go out like that. You know, I, I got more class than a Philly fan who cheered for it. I was devastated that Michael Irvin went out like that. I, I really was, because as much as I hate the Cowboys, I love Michael Irvin. I love the showmanship, and you hate to see a player have to leave the game because of injury and they can't leave on their own terms. It's devastating. I don't want to see that for this kid because he's just that. He's a kid. He's young. He got a whole career ahead of him. And it's kind of one of them things where you just be like, you know what? We're going to spend – the bulk of the money in the offseason, putting a line in front of him so he never gets touched. You know, you might have to put a 72 Dolphin line in front of him with Larry Little and 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 and, and Bob Kuchenberg and all those guys. You might have to put that type of line in front of him because nobody really ever got the Greasy. So, but well, 72, Greasy wasn't playing that much. That was, um, well, that was Earl Moore, yeah. That was, that was Earl Moore. Well, okay, 73. Because Greasy played 73. <laughs> but 72 was Earl Morrill. And I think to jump off on a on a tangent like we do, I think Earl Morrill is should be 
a Hall of Famer based on him being a backup quarterback. And it just should be a little section. Him and Frank Wright, two of the greatest backup uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, in my opinion, at, at backups. Not because of the overall career, but just what they could come into a game and do and lead a team and never miss a stride. Those guys, two greatest backups that I've ever seen in my life. Am I so, right? I think Earl Morrow has two Super Bowls, one with Baltimore. Okay, three. All right. I knew he had two. The Lions won the ball, Baltimore. All right. Because he was on the 73 team, too. Okay. And, you know, something crazy. I had this autobiography, and it was actually autographed. I moved. I can't find it. I don't know if it's at my mom's house. I cannot find my book. Like, but I read his autobiography. Like, I was, I've been, I was an Earl Morrow fan anyway, but like the dude, he went through a lot to get to what he got. So, but only us can go on a tangent on Earl Morrow. <laughs> hey, you got to get credit where credit is due. Um, but but I don't think, appreciate, you know, like you yeah. definitely got to appreciate no matter who. No matter who you, what team you you cheer for, what team you you know put a hex on, whatever, you definitely appreciate the players. You know all of them. Um, you know even though you don't like the politics of one team versus the next, you know you, you definitely, you know you're a football connoisseur. You're you're an athletic connoisseur. So that's the word. You know the let athleticism of all 53 you know on on all you know 32 like you you need it that's what makes it that's what that's what gives it its je ne sais quoi you know is that damn all these damn athletes right here so yeah so in closing it's to his career over now but they got to do a better job of protecting yeah they're gonna bring him out in the bubble next season watch get him one of them bubble balls that, that's what I, I get him one of them bubble balls. So the thing is, if you hit him, he'll bounce, flip up, and be upright, and he's never down. So I can just let him run. Everybody gonna be out there like everybody gonna be out there like hamsters. Put the ball in a little hole, run and go score. Oh God! All right, man. <laughs> now, this is the part of the show. It's just one question, and it's one question is to the Midnight Rider because we weren't able to do our DC Sports Rundown proper this week. So I had to get up yesterday morning while I was riding. Where did I go yesterday? Was it? I was in Hagerstown yesterday. Okay. And I had to leave out. So I left out about 5.15. I was like, let me throw something down because I got something to get off my chest. Huh? I'll do a line over. Yesterday? No, no, no. I was in Hagerstown yesterday. You showed me the field. That's when I was on my way home. Oh, well, shit. I was on my way home. I had came I back know, home. I know where shit is. Okay, cool. <laughs> now, I, I made a statement because I seen something and they, you know, the fan base is so divided here in Washington. And you got half the fan base is like, you know, it's only week four. We get, still got time to turn it around. But we got to get moving now. The other half of the fan base is like, blow this up, forget this season, it's over. So, my question to you, Midnight Rider, are we at DEFCON 5 or are we at DEFCON 1? DEFCON 5, it's like Novocaine. Let this season work its way out. Let's do what we got to do, but we got to change something. DEFCON 1, fire Ron, fire Marty Herney, fire the whole coaching staff. Uh, trade Terry, blow this whole thing up and start all over. Where are we at here in Washington? So this is a, a great question. Um, I think sometimes this fan base gets very schizophrenic, to say the least. Like they don't know what they want. And I think their mood changes with the week. So going to DEFCON 5 for me, isn't an option. Um, I've told people before, I think Ron, because I feel like Ron's coaching, like he's got definitely got four years, and he might be a short of five. And I think this week's little dust-up with testimony getting leaked or things getting leaked from Dan Snyder, making a statement, 
with Congress and things like that. I think that's the precipice of things going crazy in this in this team in this franchise. So from a front office standpoint, I don't think they have any choice but to hold on to Ron because he's the only thing that breeds credibility for this team. So that so for me, I mean, I'm actually probably at two or one just because of those facts or those that those thoughts that I have. I think he's pretty safe. I think the problem he's going to have is if he comes out of this stretch at one and five, going into I think it's Indianapolis, Philly, and um, I can't think of the last part of it, but that next three game stretch is where it gets tough because there's no gimmies in there. And at this point, with this team, I'm at a point where nobody's a gimme. Uh, I love listening to other set stations um, because I was tired of hearing us crying and saying fire wrong, fire everybody. I hopped over to 92.3 in Cleveland so I can hear their misery because I wanted to see, like, are we are we as schizophrenic as I think or is this just normal fan stuff? So I think it's just normal fan stuff. I think fans everywhere have kind of like the same pulse. It's week to week. One week you love – like Carson Wentz was America's hero week one. Then they were like, all right, he ain't America's hero. He might be, I don't know, um, what's the dude, believe it or not, um, the greatest American superhero. He might be that after week two. Now he's a dumpster fire. So, like, he's gone through this transformation. So this week becomes very huge because you got Tennessee on Sunday and then you have Chicago on Thursday. I think this team circles the wagons. Because when you get Brian Robinson back, I think there's an element to this offense that they've been dying to get to that they can't get to with um, Antonio Gibson. I think it's more of a thing for um, – that's why you saw Williams last week. But there's more of a downhill, straight up and down, straight ahead kind of running game that they're trying to get to. So that's why I think um, – I'm at DEFCOM too. I don't think it's as bad, but – I think we can get there. I mean, this place is volatile. I mean, we definitely have the there's a there's a thing of gasoline and there's a match, and they ain't too far from each other, if I can say it that way. I'll take that. I'll take that because I'm I'm with you. I think the worst thing we could do, and I said this on the last show. If you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to uh Wednesday's DC Sports Rundown. It's only about 20 minutes long. But I, I said that um, the worst thing we can do is fire Ron because every time we kind of sort of get something going and it stumbles a little bit, oh, fire. You know, you, you, okay, you had to do it with Zorn. When Shanahan was here, things kind of got rocky and rough. You let Shanahan go. Uh, Jay Gruden came. We won a division. They didn't really put the players around and things got rocky and rough. He got you the first second contract. Yeah. He got but the you first wound up, contract in 20 years. You wound up letting them go. And then you had your next head coach in the building. You went out and got somebody else. Because I thought Bill Callahan, he 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 seemed to have a rapport with the guys here because they played different ball. I saw my own eyes. We got to take you to um, America's Bus. <laughs> uh, I saw a guy that looked like he had he had a bedtime of four for a one o'clock game, so he was just trying to get out of Dodge as quick as possible. Um, those the, those games were god awful. Uh, I literally bet. I think I took Washington's under totals in every game he coached, and I think I hit on like two or three of them. Uh, I think I got robbed in the Jets game because they had like some bogus touchdown with like ten seconds left. Better's memory, I'm sorry. But it's terrible. Like, isn't but, yeah. it the same for, like, all the teams, though? What do you isn't, mean? Isn't, isn't, like, so, you know, you, you get a coach, you know, you're expected to go, you know, 12-0. and 0. You know, you're, you're expecting to, to hit the season. You're not expecting to lose a game. You know, you lose, like, three damn games in a row. They're like, oh, shit, his head is on the chopping block. Like, right. they're, you know, gunning for the coach. They're gunning for the QB. You know, like, isn't that pretty much the same for all, all, all thirty-two? Like, it is. Like the more, the more, like, and maybe it's just because 
I experiment more. I tend to go places like whenever Philly loses, oh, it's an automatic Monday morning. I'm going to WIP because I want to hear the dude because at least three dudes are saying they on the bridge about the jump. So it's it's the same. I think some places are more extreme, but I think it's just because we're here and we're saturated with it that and we don't have options outside of the the same two stations and those two stations have similar thought processes. You know, so it's just no, no, no. I've heard two teams got the same damn thought process. Like, no, 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 no I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. And, you know, all the teams, like, oh, he should have been fired. Like, why in the fuck is he still here? Well, because, damn it, he's on contract. He's got tenure. That's why he's still here. Um, you know, like, my best friend is, is more like that. That's that's where we're at. My best friend, I watch Pittsburgh games with him most of the time. And he, if you hear him talk about Tomlin, you would think Tomlin's record was three and thirteen. Meanwhile, Tomlin hasn't had a losing season ever. So trust me, I, I see the ups and downs. I just think it's a, a pure thing of fandom, and then the fact that fans have so much access now. You know, I mean, like us, we're doing a podcast right now. Everybody has a forum to get their voice out, so it's just easier. For us to have people saying what they feel, what they're thinking, um, and letting out their frustration. And I think the the one thing for me that makes me at DEF CON too is two words. It's Dan Snyder. I just don't trust him to get it right. I mean, for th- t- seriously, for 23, 24 years, he's he's said, no, I don't want to get a normal G. I don't want a normal structure. I don't want a GM in place. Then he hires the coach. Anytime we've gotten a GM, the coach has been in place and he's pushed the GM on, t- on him. Or he gave the coach all autonomy. And that's the problem. It's like I don't have enough faith in him to get it right. So I'm in no hurry for him to, to fire the coach or anything like that because then it's going to be another bad decision. You know, the worst thing that the come, extreme. I'm going to take it to the extreme here. Shit. The root of it all is Goodell. Just fire his ass and we'll start the fuck over. <laughs> They're not going to. Goodell, Goodell takes the bullets for, for everybody. Like he comes out and, and just why like they want him, that's why he gets paid 47 million. Is he comes out from the Super Bowl, he comes out at the beginning of the year, he has that State of the Union speech, that press conference, he gets roasted, he says nothing, he dances around every question, and then he goes back in the room and they like, thanks, Dan. Good. I mean, thanks, Roger. Good job. Here's your money and be happy. Yeah, See, I have a couple of bullets he can take, um, you know, but they're they're hollow points, so you know that's a different question. Hey, I don't know if we want to admit to like trying to kill the commission on the radio. I mean, on the show, but hey, okay. I just said I had a couple. Like I can hand them to him. Like here you go. <laughs> Who said that? Got you. Let, let let me say this, and you said something about Dan and this team and not having a structure because. Him wanting when he wanted a traditional structure, he wanted and he said this in I think it was Marty Schottenheimer's football life. I didn't want to fire Marty. I just wanted to separate the head coach and, and the front office. I wanted to separate it. Why? This That's man was 0 and five. He went That's eight and three the rest of the way. And he was starting to get going with it. I'll never forget that season because I was like, what is Marty doing? This is not Marty Ball. What are we doing? What are we doing? Then when it started rolling. And he said, now we fucking roll. And that's all Marty said. And I was like, I'm hooked. Let's do it. What did he do? He let Marty get out of town. Where did Marty go? Marty went to San Diego and built the winner. So the whole kicker behind that, you got to remember, that was the big sports talk conversation was Jimmy Ray. Jimmy Ray was the worst. If you listen to D.C., Jimmy Ray Ray was the worst offensive coordinator in the world. He had no creativity. He never made adjustments. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Um, he 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 doesn't know how to get the max out of the players. The offense is old and stuck in the in, in prehistoric times. And I think the kicker was he wanted him to get rid of Jimmy. And Marty wasn't getting rid of Jimmy. And I think that became the ultimate. That and the control piece was that there were two ultimate things that got Marty out of here. Oh, but don't forget this part. Uh what's what's the old boy name? Um dang, Serato. Marty banned Serato from Redskin Park. Right. He told him, don't bring your ass around here. I don't want you around here. 
Get the fuck out, you're fired. Right after he fired Marty, what'd he do? He brought Vinny Serrato back. The whole time Vinny Serrato was here, that was Dan's boy. That was his butt buddy. One good draft, and I think that was the 20, was it 2010 draft? With Fred Davis, uh, uh, what was the boy? That, that draft was terrible. They called you that the best. Devin draft. Thomas in the first round. I mean, first, oh. you drafted Malcolm Kelly. You drafted Fred Davis. So mm-hmm. you drafted. Oh, 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 oh. You haven't drafted a defensive lineman in like 10 years up to that point. Your last lineman you drafted was Kennard Lane. There was a defensive lineman on the board by the name of Calais Campbell. Both times we drafted, we took Devin Thomas and Malcolm Kelly over him. Mm-hmm. There's probably more that I can pick from that situation. But Calais oh. Campbell, I was screaming at my TV. I'm sorry. You, you touched the nerve. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> hit a button. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hit a button. My bad. This, this is the reason but, why I said this. Because everybody hyped up this draft. And I'm like, what did we get out of this draft? Nothing. Devin Thomas was good, but he was a head case. Malcolm Kelly never played. Uh, uh, Fred Davis was 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 a weed head. He couldn't stop smoking. He got Trent Williams in trouble. So I was always mad at Fred Davis. You know, but I can't remember who else is in that draft. But they, oh, this is the best draft Serrano has had. But they produced nothing, and that's saying something. If that was the best draft that Serrano has had, that's saying something. Don't you think? I think. Hold on, hold on. Now you got me thinking because I think they actually traded out of the first round for this draft, and they had three second round picks, and that's how that 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 thing went. It was, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was three second round picks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Let's go. But they called that. They called that the best draft up until that date, and I was like, y'all are motherfucking crazy because we got no productive. Fred Davis is cool. He was supposed to be a, a, a smaller version of Vernon Davis. Never showed up. Malcolm Kelly never played. I think Malcolm Kelly played what maybe one game. Devin Thomas. De- Devin Thomas was better on Madden than he was in real life. I put him in a slot and just threw the ball deep to him. Soon, soon as his contract was up, see, I let him go. Found me, and I found me another. Thinking up with the Johnson, I had like two punt return touchdowns or kick return touchdowns. Um. And that's pretty much it. I'm sorry. Like man, I said, no, I, I'm agreeing with you with that. You can't call that the best draft if any Serato had because it's nothing that was produced out of that. Now, you look at what we've done under Daniel Snyder, and it got to start from the top. If he fires Ron Rivera now, like, dude, you are shooting yourself not only in the foot. You're sh- you're, you're Cheddar Bob. You're shooting yourself in the dick. God That's what you're doing. Okay, go ahead. I'm yeah. listening. I mean, but that's it. He fi- if he fires Ron Rivera right now, that's what he's doing. But see, like, the problem, we, problem we, I have... driving to the hospital. We looking back. Oh, shit, he shot his dick off. Yes, he did. But the question I have next is, who's the interim? You going with you going with January Jack? My point exactly. Everybody's talking about five run, five run. I'm like, who you gonna replace him with? Who who gonna finish out the season? Who gonna finish out the season? Who gonna come in here next season and try to clean up the mess that they just made by firing Ron Rivera? Right. Now, if you fire Ron Rivera as the head coach, are you gonna fire him over the front office as well? You got to because you can't. Have one without the other, right? All right put I'm, a pin right. in that. We, we, we're gonna put a pin in that because I we about to make some points, and I know we're gonna piss some people off. But since we talk about Washington, let me say this um, before we move on to our last topic. It's a song out there. It's the Wash the Commanders uh, song by DJ Woody. I know DJ Woody personally, and I'm going to say this. Everybody, you know, you got some people that like it, some people that don't. But it has made it to national media. It was on the Pat McAfee show. And big shout out to DJ Woody, my man, my DJ. It don't matter if they talking positive, they talking negative, they talking about you, and it's good. I love it. I love the song. 
Of course, that's my mans. I'm going to support them regardless. But the song is fire. I want. I told him already. I said I want to hear that play in the stadium. I need to hear that. It's better than that. That hail to the commanders bullshit they trying to pull. But, dude, huh, you made it the national media, and I love it. So Denver and um, Indianapolis, right? Don't be a hater. Yeah, Dem- I'm Denver. Hater. And- I just, I'm sorry, bro. I, that's your man. I'm gonna say no comment. Hey, I'll take that over the over the, the bullshit they try to force on me. Well, I mean, here's my thing. See, see, here we go. We back to the Washington schizophrenia. <laughs> so the bullshit was the first thing fans all said with the name change. Oh, don't change the colors. Don't change this. Give us this. Blah blah blah. Then when you got it, you're like, oh, this is some trash. No, yes, it's a new song because because you changed a couple words, but it's this. Like I had somebody. The run, run, score, points, let the points soar, that part of the song that nobody knows. Everybody just goes, no, 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 That part of the song. Somebody actually was like, yo, those lyrics are terrible. I was like, yo, they've been oh, the lyrics yeah. since, since forever. Like, mm. they didn't change that. That run past them, whatever it is. Because during that part, I was like, bum, 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 bum. you know, I was waiting for the next fight for ODC, you know, rah, rah, rah. But seriously, like, I don't know, man. Then they don't like don't don't change the colors. But I'm sorry, I like all three of the jerseys. I've been down for the jersey change for at least twenty years. I was I was tired of the traditional. I I'm sorry, I'm a jersey guy. That's me. I like jerseys. I got a bunch of jerseys right here. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Well, it's it's one jersey that I wish they would have came out with, and it was a it was a color rush gold jersey. With the burgundy number, so it was all gold, that. and it was like a really, really bright gold. And I was like, "Yo, we gotta wear that. We gotta wear that." Never wore it. They never, but they never unveiled it. I think because they kept picking that um, terrible Florida State um, Goodwill giveaway jersey to wear for homecoming with the ugly helmets. Yeah. Oh, with the uh, the faux leather helmets. The, the the gold, yeah. Yeah, they should have left that. They should have left that at Goodwill when they found them, man. <laughs> that and the ones with the arrows on the side and the arrows oh, on the jersey. You talking about the, uh, the anniversary? One? Yeah, the seventieth anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, I think I could have cleaned my car tires with those, man. I wasn't a fan <laughs> of those jerseys at all. I wasn't a fan of that uniform. Yeah, but you're not a jersey kind of sewer then, like because you're supposed to. Whether you like it or not, you're supposed to get it and and keep it, you know, in your in your collection. It's trash, like, though. I don't get trash. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. It's a nice you're not a kind of I got one of those too. What's in I'm your backpack? That New Orleans? What's my backpack? I got me a New yes. Orleans jersey. Good. You got good taste, obviously. So <laughs> I mean, you're not completely brain dead. So I'm just saying. <laughs> But no, you're supposed but, to keep them. You're supposed to you supposed to keep it in in the collection. Like, you know, you got to have mm-hmm. you you got to have that that's that needs to be something like in your man cave. Like you have to have every every one. Well, you know what? My first jersey was a Thaisner jersey. And then I got one when I was an adult. My 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 mom got me a Ray Lewis jersey. So I had a black Baltimore jersey. Everybody's like, You a Ravens fan now? Nah, I'm a Ray Lewis fan. Like Come on now, I was like Baltimore's black jerseys. Like their black uniform hit harder than anybody other than other than the Saints all black jersey uh, all black uniform that they wore back in like '06. Yeah, that black that black uh, Baltimore drink. If the Saints, <laughs> if the Saints wear the all blacks with those black matted helmets, that's, mm. that's gonna shock the world, man. That's that's the only one I'm waiting on. Yeah. I'm waiting on that. Now we got I mean, a game I, tonight. I like the, it's kind of like the shiny though. Like I don't, I'm not too big on, on I'm not too sold on mats. Like, eh, it, it's 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 okay. But like, if I see it all together, I will probably be like, okay, yeah, that's dope. I can do. Cause I, you just I, black I it out. Come with the yeah. black sleeves underneath, with the with the black jersey, the gold number. Oh I man, did. you get the black I and mean, gold shoes. I'm sorry. I just have a problem with all black today because hell, I was walking around like damn Secret Service burning the fuck up down here. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> we got a game tonight. 
It's coming up. It should be starting in about 15 minutes. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts versus the Denver Broncos. Uh, Denver's three and a half point favorites. Over under is 41 and a half. Start with Lady C. Um, then we'll finish up with the Midnight Rider. And uh, I'll give my short take on this one because this is like a snooze fest, but have at it. Uh, I'm going to keep this short. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know what what the what in the world um, Russ is doing now. Like, uh, baby, what's going on? What you got? Uh, I don't even know how to call this. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just side with whatever they pick. Uh, they're they're calling for. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna still I'm gonna still work with my boys. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and it's it's. It's Russ. It's the hair for me. I'm gonna pull it for him. It's the hair for me. That's it. That's all I got. Um, pull it for for Russ just because of the hair. Yeah, and Sierra, I like I like her twerking. Yeah, that's it. Total, total no comment on this. Total bullshit. You're welcome. Yo, why do I I always follow her after she (laughs) does this, man? Last week it was AB and his. Well, I don't even need to bring that back up. And then this week I got this. Oh my gosh. Oh, so. You love me though. You love me though. Hey, you I always tell people happy. I never know what's, what you're going to say. So it's all good. Um, You like, what's the joint that Steve Harvey used to talk about? Sister Odell? Yeah. Just a yeah. younger chipper. Yeah, that's all. You yeah. inspired Sister Odell. That's all it is. Like, don't come um, to my family get-togethers. Like, just go. Yeah. <laughs> so, Denver, uh, I'm struggling with this because Denver's lost. Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon can't seem to hold on to the football. Russ uh, ain't been Russ since he got with Sierra. I don't know, man. Um, he don't run no more. He don't – it's just weird. But the other problem is I see uh, Indianapolis defense without um, their middle linebacker, Leonard. I think he's Darius. No, no, no. He's Shaq now because he want to be called Shaq, Shaquille or whatever. So Shaquille, Darius Leonard, because Darius Leonard is the one everybody know, but we're going to call him Shaq because his mama called him Shaq, I guess. Um, so he's missing. They do have a good corner and Kenny Moore. I think he plays the slot. He's pretty good. Their offense is missing Jonathan Taylor. I don't like any of their backs after that. So, as you were doing this, your talk, Lady C, I was trying to find a coin so I could flip it. But I'm going to go Denver with the three and a half. Because that's, that's what it the, is. It's a total toss-up. Like, eh. And I'm going to take the under 41 and a half as well. Because I don't see these two offenses being able to bust a great. KG. Yeah, you watch the game like him, just spinning. All day long. So, uh, I'm with y'all. This is a... This is a toss-up. And I got to disagree with you, Midnight. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was you, man. That writer said that Russ ain't been the same since he got with Sierra. No, he ain't been the same since she started twerking on at gas stations on top of Hummus. That's when he lost. Um, but Trust I would like that wasn't the first time he's seen her twerk. So <laughs> no, but, hey. that ain't what that ain't what attracted him to. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's seen that other video. <laughs> right. No, my thing is she wasn't doing that before. She was, you know, she had women. Saying I want to do the Sierra, the Sierra prayer and, and and get a man like Russell Wilson, but you know Russell Wilson's a cornball in your eyes. But y'all want this man because he got money, so that's the type of man you want. But anyway, that's something different. But I need the real Russell Wilson to stand up. Please stand up because you got a prime opportunity to do something that only one other quarterback has done, and, and this quarterback did it in Denver. Lead a team, a second team to the Super Bowl and win 
Only one other quarterback has done that, and that's the great Peyton Manning, where he led two franchises to titles. Nobody else has ever done that. Russ got to stand up, but I, I'm going to go with Denver tonight. But Denver by three. So they, they, they're not going to cover the three and a half. Denver by three, and it's going to be under the 41 and a half. That's it, and that's all. So final sh- uh, final thoughts before we head on up out of here and, you know, take our NyQuil and eat some chicken and watch this game and fall asleep or whatever, whatever people do on, on Snooze Fest night. So, um, go ahead, Lady C. Um, yeah, nothing got, hello. Hi. There you go. What's going on, man? That's my What up, cool? Nothing much. We're not paying you for this appearance. You sure? You sure? I'm positive. We're not paying you for this. Yeah, no, you definitely don't get paid. Free advertising. Sorry. It's well, not even You got an agent, man. <laughs> He took off no, quick. No, he, he no, he in debt right now. He in debt. Uh, okay. Yeah. I got nothing. That boy already owed me money. Wait, he owes me. He owes me. I gave him life. He owes me first. Um, you know, you guys uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Um, you know, just you know, take it easy. You know, I hope the guys take it easy. All the the whole roster on every team. Uh, definitely don't don't like to see people get hurt. Um, even though I love I love football because of the the aggression, um, and I can kind of live vicariously through them to get out my you know my frustrations. I kind of live vicariously. Um, I don't want to see anyone get hurt. Um, so I hope the guys definitely take care of themselves. That's all I got. Ben. So I'm going to go ahead and throw my Thursday night. I normally post this at least once a year. Um, I still have frustration with the Thursday night ball game, not having some form of an expanded roster. Uh, so that way, because these guys have a short turnaround, you're not just focusing on, what is it? I think it's 47 active and 53 on the regular roster. I think you need to expand it to 60 and maybe make 53 active. Um, in some form or fashion, so that way these guys can heal. And you have a situation where you don't have a team that's punished because they have injuries or they have a rash of injuries in one ball game. So I'm going to put that as my final thought. The NFL needs to go back, think about it, not care because it's once a week. You only have one franchise, once a, I mean two franchises once a week, play a 53-man roster, a full 53-man roster, instead of trying to cut it down with inactives. So – Player safety is the key. Let's make player safety the true key in this situation. Let's not make it lip service like it has been the last decade. Agree with that. Uh, my final thought is thank y'all for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, I don't have anything poetic to say like they had. You know, I'm just going to be honest. Um, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the MLB playoffs. NBA starting back up. Uh, it's already getting chippy. Oh. Don't forget, YouTube, all the other platforms that we on. Don't forget to hit like. Don't forget. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Are you on Facebook watching? Don't forget to hit like. Um, we're coming back at you on Sunday. And what am I missing here? Am I missing anything? Like, uh, follow, share. Yeah, and uh, if you on fan base, we are now a part of fan base. So go follow us on there. We're going to put some nice videos up on that thing. And it's we're going to get back to posting. That it's fan media. base and not only fans. Like, get it right. Fan base, not well, only fans. Yes, fan base. Uh, I'm the only one that's on OnlyFans. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Only this show. Only this show. That's <laughs> <laughs> Like we always say at this time, we don't do no overtime. We are out of here.